This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Well, welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am thrilled to introduce you to uh, Eric, who is the second time here on the Marketing News Canada show. Uh, Eric Morris is the Managing Director of Google's Retail Practice in Canada, leading sales, operations, research, strategy, and analytics. He joined Google in 2002. Uh, one of first Google's first global hires, which is really, really cool. So he has been around the Google. Uh, we're so excited today to talk about retail, talk about shopping. It's on people's minds. It's what they're thinking about. We're just about to go into Black Friday. We're about to go into the holiday season. So Eric, uh, how are you? How are you doing today? I am, I'm wonderful. And it's been uh, two or three years, I think. Yes. Uh, it's nice uh, to see you again. And thanks for having me. Yeah, Not many people make a two-time appearance. This is very <laughs> special. This is great. I'll, I'll try not to disappoint. Oh, no, it's great. You're like, this is like, what is it? Sequels, right? You know, there has been some sequels that are better than the original. That's true. Yeah. Godfather 2, I think. Yeah. Is that the only one? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, so tell me a bit about your background and your area of expertise at Google and the role you play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been at Google since uh, 2002, uh, all in the advertising side of things, all uh, based in Canada, doing a whole bunch of different things. Um, but since 2017 or so, I have been focused on the retail industry. And so as you mentioned in the introduction, I lead sales, analytics, account management uh, insights as it relates to the retail industry. My team works with the largest retailers in Canada. Uh, big box retailers in the grocery and general merchandise space, uh, online only retailers. So think like an Essence, the luxury retailer in uh, in Montreal, or Monos, uh, the luggage company uh, in Vancouver. So we have lots of thriving uh, startups and online only retailers um, in Canada, direct to consumer brands like a Lululemon, a Canada Goose. Um, and we've spent a lot of time over the years working with tech players in the retail space, uh, like a Shopify or a Lightspeed. And so it's a really, really interesting uh, cross-section. We work with all of these partners using Google and YouTube uh, to help them drive sales, sales online, sales in stores if they have stores, and help them build uh, their brand so that more people know them and, and shop with them. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, one of my favorite things that Google does every year is January. It's like the most searched things in Canada in 2023, right? Something you can look forward to. or and, and, But every day we could be looking at Google Trends and kind of seeing what is trending now, what's trending uh, yesterday, um, you guys got your pulse in the data, uh, but you have some data about the holidays that are coming up. Um, there's been some data from Deloitte saying that consumer spending is going down. 
Uh, but the Retail Council of Canada says it's actually up 15%. What are you actually seeing at Google? And and I really, and again, I'm biased towards being a huge fan of Google Trends and yeah. the iteration answer the public, which is kind of like a, you know, taking Google Trends and making it a bit weirder. But tell me what you're hearing and seeing. Yeah, well, I mean, even Google doesn't know how uh, the retail season uh, will shake out. I mean, as you pointed out, there are lots of experts um, in the industry who don't know and are saying conflicting things. Uh, Deloitte says down, Retail Council of Canada says up. Uh, NRF, which is sort of the RCC equivalent uh, in the US, is predicting modestly um, up. And ultimately, it depends on the retailer, um, on the category. We're spending less time in our homes than we did during the peak pandemic. So anything related to the home has typically been down. Um, apparel has been up, although it depends on um, the category. So it depends on the category, uh, depends uh, on the retailer. In aggregate, retail searches are up uh, on Google, and they're up by over 10%. There's more people searching for things to buy uh, than they were a year ago. And that speaks to you know pent-up consumer demand and more choice than ever in what we buy and where we buy it from. Uh, but in terms of how sales shake out as we head into this is day one of Cyber Five. It's Great Thursday. Tomorrow's Black Friday and you know peak peak holiday. I think many are watching with interest, enthusiasm, excitement, caution as to how the rest of the holiday season uh, plays out. I, I don't know if you remember the year. I'm going to age myself here, but remember Tickle Me Elmo? Remember that back in the day? I, I do. Okay, I, it, I didn't have one. Okay, yeah. but it was like it was like the hot toy of the season, and you knew that because it was in the newspaper, it was on TV. Um, Using Google Trends, using some of the tools, could you predict right now what is the hot toy of this season? What is the thing that everyone's searching for? Uh, I'm sure we could. Off the top of my head, yeah. I actually don't know, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, the top, the single top toy. But that is a very good link uh, that we can provide in, um, you know, once this is posted. Uh, and we've got all of that stuff um, you know, in, in real time. So you can check how it, what it looks like in Canada and how it changes um, you know, over time. I remember pulling up uh, one season, it was uh, Instant Pot and, and watching the Google Trend data on Instant Pot, right? When it like, it just came onto people's radar. But the data you get from Google Trends is like people searching for Instant Pot, right? Which I think the new one for adults is Creamy, the ice cream maker you can now get, yep. the Ninja Creamy. Yep, uh, ice cream makers, yes. ice cube makers, yes. um, you know, things uh, that, you know, that Canadians use to, you know, entertain during the holiday season. It's not just gifts. I mean, that's really the interesting thing. We focus a lot on gifts. And so going back to, you know, Deloitte, I think actually a lot of the questions ask about, you know, how much we're going to spend for gifts. You know, there's a lot of people are doing shopping for themselves, um, you know, as well. Uh, so it's not it's not just about gifts and gifts for others. It's a period of like heightened commerce. And while it started as something re really retail and general merchandise focused, uh, it's extended into all sorts of categories. I think they call it now Travel Tuesday. Uh, the, you know, the airlines are trying to encourage people to like book trips and flights. Uh, the, you know, the telcos have been in on the game trying to get you to buy a phone or a plan. They didn't really do that uh, or do that as much, um, you know, a few years ago. Uh, car companies trying to spur, you know, it's a time of year where lots and lots of people, you know, want, want to spend and, and marketers and companies want, want you to spend. And they're all clamoring for, you know, what feels like. Uh, you know, it's a more competitive time, right? Wallets are, you know, thinner, uh, and it's a very, very competitive time for discretionary consumer spend. Sounds like people are watching Parks and Rec and following the whole treat yourself movement there. Yeah, right, treat right. Yourself. Yeah. Um, it sounds like also like people are buying earlier. Tell me about that. Yeah, so, you, you know, I, I, I reflect on this, um, you know, a lot over, um, you know, the last few years, and, you know, really started before, 
the pandemic, but was what was once like a cyber Monday. I mean, that's what digital marketers and I know that that's, you know, it's a lot of your listeners um, today. I mean, Cyber Monday was really like the big day. Uh, it was a U.S. thing and extended into Canada. That was sort of peak online shopping in Canada. And Cyber Monday became sort of a cyber weekend and a Black Friday, which was an in-store event in the U.S., made its way in Canada, both in-store but online. And then really over 2017, 18, 19, it shifted not just from like a cyber weekend or cyber five, if you include the Thursday before, to a period of heightened commerce over many, many weeks. And this played out, uh, you know, in spades over the pandemic. And if you reflect on those on those years, sometimes we forget. Uh, but, you know, stores were closed, you know, really uncertain in 2020 if everything we bought online would be able to be delivered on time. You know, could Canada Post and FedEx and other deliver all of these packages now that stores are closed and we're buying everything online? Supply chain issues, um, you know, that followed in, in 2021 and even, uh, you know, to some extent in 2022. So all of these things uh, encourage us to shop like much, much earlier uh, than years before. And in a high, very competitive retail environment, retailers were trying to get you to shop with them first. Yeah. And it started a competition to get deals, you know, have bigger deals, bigger promotions and start those promotions early so that your shopping starts with them. Uh, and so what started as a cyber day or five became really eight or nine weeks of heightened shopping. And that's where we are today. And so, you know, we have access to lots of interesting data. It's not just search data. We've been surveying Canadians online uh, in partnership with Ipsos every week or two since the pandemic. And Canadians tell us that they start their holiday shopping much, much earlier uh, than we give them credit for. I think 50% of Canadians had already started at the end of the summer or beginning of September. I mean, a really extraordinary number. Yeah. Starts with inspiration and ideas. And really, we're just pushing the button. We're actually going to the store closer to when those deals come up. But that, that shopping and that excitement and that research, it's really eight or nine weeks of heightened shopping. We spend at Google a lot of time working with retailers, helping them understand the distribution of sales. So you have sales that will occur over you know, a 13-week period. What should you expect October, November, December? And I think what happened over many years is retailers played to these peak days, the Black Fridays, the Cyber Mondays. And our message was, hey, there's a lot of shopping that's occurring before right? You know, earlier in November and into October and September, there's also a lot of sales uh, that happen afterwards. And I think this is actually a really interesting point because you asked me about starting early. And yes, that's true. We're starting earlier than ever, but it is a extended holiday period. It doesn't stop with Cyber Monday. Searches remain high the Tuesday, the Wednesday, the Thursday, the weeks that follow uh, the Cyber, Cyber 5 period. Boxing Day is not as big as it was, but it's still a, a retail event. Um, in Canada, the, for retailers, the clicks they see from Google, the two weeks after Cyber 5, they see more clicks to their website than the two weeks before. So as, er, as important as those early periods are, one of the messages we deliver to retailers is don't forget about what happens after and keep the lights on and make sure that you have like marketing efforts and promotion and customer service that reflects how Canadians want to shop, where they want to shop and when they want to shop. It's almost like it gets them hyped up and they're in the shopping spirit and mood and uh, leaning in. It, it does. It does. And, you know, I, I hear lots of stories where, you know, Canadians and shoppers, what they'll do is they'll fill their carts, right? Mm -hmm. They'll select the stuff they want to buy and they'll have it like all ready to go. 
Uh, and then the promotions hit, and now their cart is built. It's 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 got the discounted pricing reflected, and then they can just press buy now, right? So it's you know Canadians have been trained to do the shopping earlier, wait for like the best deals, uh, and and that's when they decide to buy again, whether it's online or in stores. So riddle me this then: Would you argue that we have yet to fully mourn as Canadians Boxing Day? I think that's true. Um, so I think a few a few things there. Shopping is still occurring late and later than it had in years past to some extent because, you know, online shipping has become better. And there used to be like a, you know, a last day to shop online in order to guarantee your packages before Christmas. And in the early days of e-commerce, that was very, very early yes. in Canada. Like I feel like December 12, yep. 13, those were the guarantees. Retailers are now more comfortable making guarantees later. Yep. So you can like hold off if you want. I mean, I'm often the idiot running through, you know, the Eaton Center, you know, on December 22nd or yep. 23rd, trying to find that last minute gift. There yep. is still some of that. I think some retail, what we observe in Canada, some retailers do a better job and cater more to that last minute shopper um, than others, they'll release a new set of deals, you know, the, the Instant Pot or other things, you know, sort of this last gasp of sales to try and win, um, you know, those last minute shoppers and, and dollars. I remember waking up early with my brother, Jason, this was in 1994 and driving downtown Vancouver to A&B Sound, waiting in line because there was like Classic. a few things on sale. Uh, but then I, we work with a brand in Canada for my day job at the agency, Lazy Boy Furniture where they have put little to no effort on boxing now because they want to be with their family. They don't want to have to work. But Black Friday is everything to them, even though they're a Canadian corporation you know, here in Canada. Yeah, uh, it's true. I mean, I, I remember going to HMV, lining yes. up outside HMV Come on Young Street. Yes. Uh, and I think it was it like buy three CDs, um, you know, get the, the four three. And those yep. were the deals that were unlocked yep. uh, on Boxing Day. So it's still it's still an opportunity. Okay. And I think it's an opportunity that some retailers uh, do miss. They assume that all of the shopping uh, has occurred. And, you know, I'll say one other thing. I mean, a lot of, and we may get to this later on, but, you know, the truth is in Canada, digital marketing teams, right, still focus a lot of their effort on digital outcomes. Their incentives are driving e-commerce sales. Those teams have budgets designed for e-commerce. They get less credit for what occurs in stores. This is like a misalignment of, uh, I think, incentives um, that may lead to the wrong behavior. So, you know, if you have like one extra dollar to spend, if you're a digital marketer, you may be better off to spend it earlier in the season to get the e-commerce dollar versus like Boxing Day, which like may occur online, may drive more in-store sales, but may not show up uh, on your scorecard and may not give, you know, the credit that you deserve, which is unfortunate. Great. I got, uh, I can tell this two weeks ago. So again, we're, we're just about going into the, the, the big five days. Indochino yeah. served me an in Gmail ad for crazy sale and it was probably the best sale I've ever seen and I finally was putting it off and I heard made a purchase two weeks ago for their like it's like they almost had a Black Friday month it seemed like Black Friday month and yeah. you'll see some you know you'll see some retailers we were speaking to a, a retailer today and one of the things they observed is that uh, they've seen a change in conversion rates not from an offer that's changed in the last couple of days but just changing the messaging from pre Black Friday sale yeah to Black Friday sale yeah uh, change it to Black Friday and all yeah. of a sudden now Canadians think, wow, th this is the best deal. This is yeah. the real deal. That's what I felt. Maybe I'm wrong. Deal. Hopefully I'm not wrong. It was two weeks ago. I, I think yeah. they, wouldn't do, they wouldn't do that to me though. 
right? <laughs> yeah. Come maybe, on, Eric. Um, so anyways, it's, it's the, and these are the things that retailers like experiment with yep. on the creative side of things, as well as the offer yep. again, to try and like ma maximize sales and ensure that like, Hey, if someone's going to shop, it's with them first. Okay. And, and advice for the digital landscape right now, like those that are listening to the show that they, they pull it up, they've got a month and a half still left, right? Essentially, like, or a month left. What should they be doing? What are they kind of like the ad sets or the ad types? Maybe you want to use a, a, an example of a type of business. What's working right now? Are you seeing in the Google ad space that excites you or that you're like, man, you, or let me tell you a story about someone that's doing this. Well, I think the, um, here's what I see is like the attributes of, um, you know, effective and successful retailers, mm -hmm. um, during the first, you know, during this period. Yeah. Um, the first is they are crystal clear on their marketing or business objective. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the goal? Is it revenue or sales? Is it sales online? Is it sales in store? Is it sales anywhere? They don't really care. They want to meet the customer where they are, but being very, very clear on what their goal is. And this sounds obvious and you, you or your listeners may be thinking, well, every retailer probably knows, but the truth is they don't always know or some people disagree. Where the digital team may be focused on e-commerce sales, the CEO or CFO may be focused on sales both online and in-store. And frankly, some of those executives may prefer the in-store sales because the return rate's lower, there's no shipping, um, you may, you may buy, buy, add something to the basket, uh, the profit margin uh, is higher. But So the first is being really, really clear on what the heck are you trying to do? Uh, and it's often not just one thing, but at least prioritizing what those things are. So that's the first. And then the second thing is once you know what you want to do, and it's really important, you know, in 2023, this has been the year of AI. Uh, I can't think of another industry where AI is more important than in marketing and more tangible and useful and actionable today. And it's to leverage all of this great AI innovation and Google's a great place as are other marketing partners. But certainly with Google, you have this unbelievable ability to say, okay, this is the goal. Uh, we're trying to drive sales. When I spend a dollar in marketing, I need to make $5. Uh, here are my creative assets. Here's my website. Here are my offers. Here's a feed of all my products and prices and promotions. Uh, help me find the, show the right ad to the right customer on the right device at the right time to maximize my sales and prove it to me. And so know what you're trying to do and then leverage all of this amazing innovation uh, in AI to achieve those goals, automate towards those goals. And the third thing I'd add is, you know, the importance of agility is being able to respond to what's happening in the market. We heard an anecdote from retail is such a weather dependent industry. You're not buying winter boots if you're wearing shorts in November uh, in Canada. And so retail is always, every retailer's earnings always talks about the role weather plays. Uh, you have a lot of snow, you're buying a lot of snow shovels. If it occurs at like a different time, then the, the inventory may not line up to demand. But weather is so important. We heard a, a retail executive say this week, a year ago at this time in Calgary, it was 26 degrees close, colder uh, last year at this time. And so one of the retail, retail is an industry focused on comps. This is what I did in Black Friday last year. This is what I want to do this year. But the timing, right, the shape of that bell curve may be different year over year, depending on what consumers are doing, weather, your offers, the offers a competitor has. And so we really encourage like agility. 
And so agility in terms of goals, budgeting, creative, if you see a consumer doing something, all of a sudden there's twice as many instant pot searches as there were yesterday, um, but you were only thinking there'd be 20% more because that's what we saw last year, is being able to like rapidly make decisions based on a, you know, a consumer that can be a bit of a moving target and a very, very competitive landscape, right? So like know your goals, leverage AI to achieve those goals, right? And then be agile, make adjustments in the moment, right? To make the most of these really, really big moments. I think for most retailers, you know, that we work with on Google, if you look at like their Black Friday sales from Google ads and you look at it by hour, um, something like, you know, 30% of their sales come before like 8 a.m. in the morning wow. on Friday. Like before most people roll into the office or the yeah. virtual office on most days, mo you know, a large swath of their sales have already happened. <laughs> and so you have to have made the right decisions the night before to set all these things up properly and then make adjustments over the course of the day. It's great, great advice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I want to get uh, global on you here for a second. The Canadian government has an amazing program for retailers called Can Export. It's mm. um, they get up to a hundred thousand dollars every year they can apply for. So think of it, every year you can get a hundred grand, um, of which they cover fifty cents on the dollar to market your business outside of Canada. So talk to me about the opportunity. Uh, what can be done when in retailers, even just this holiday season, how can they be thinking about the globe? How can they be thinking about selling to outside of Canada using the online tools? Yeah, well, I think it's, I think it's actually um, two ways uh, or multiple ways. And uh, you're right with the sort of premise, like retail, is, it's very, very competitive. Um, lots of people are clamoring for consumer dollars and it's more global, um, you know, than ever before. It's never been easier for Canadian businesses to sell into other countries. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like Shopify is a great example, right, of a platform that's made it easier than ever for someone to launch a business here and sell everywhere uh, instantly, right? So retail is more global, a unbelievable, you know, opportunity for Canadians, Canadian retailers to sell abroad. And many start with like the U.S. because it's close and a market we're familiar with. Uh, mostly uh, English speaking, extending to other English speaking countries, right? You don't need to translate the website, uh, customer service is the same. And so there's a lot of things that are very, very easy. And then starting to layer on, right? Other markets based on like product market fit or, you know, other things. So yes, Canadian businesses should do that. Many of the fastest growing retailers we work with today are based in Canada and selling everywhere. Right, so Essence, luxury retailer in in, in um, uh, Montreal, jeweler, right? They three D print custom jewelry, right? Based in Canada, sell abroad. Uh, you know, Monos and um, you know Article and Rove, the two furniture companies in, in Vancouver, Lululemon, Canada Goose, right? There's so many shining stars in, in yeah. this country, uh, and it, and it's great, and we should be doing that. So that's the opportunity. Uh, but here's the threat: is it works the other way too? <laughs> and so I think retailers have seen this play out, um, you know, in spades, you know, Amazon's a great example. And look, the, Amazon 
operates in Canada. They create lots of jobs, um, you know, in Canada and provide a great, you know, service and retail experience. But it's an example of a retailer that started elsewhere and expanded, you know, into this market. And some of those sales come at the expense of other retailers based here. So there are lots, you know, Shopify, the Shopify uh, merchants elsewhere, it's really easy for them to target um, and sell into Canada. And many of us have probably bought off a Shopify store from somebody selling something really new and interesting and niche from another country. My son's cell phone case came from Spain. Uh, you know, I bought t-shirts from New York. I mean, on and on and on. And then I think the ones to watch are some of these like newer entrants, um, you know, Chinese based retailers. Timo and uh, whether I think it's Sheen or Shein, uh, people print a shine. I've heard three different pronunciations, but like really interesting innovations uh, in the retail space. Wide assortment, uh, very, very wide assortment, uh, very, very cheap. Um, now it may take you a week or two or three for you to get the item, but uh, they've really sort of flipped the model on its head where it's not about getting something in a box in a day or two. Uh, maybe some consumers are willing to wait for some things in order to get something really unique or special or cheaper. And yeah. so, you know, they have moved into North America very, very aggressively. And in some ways remind me of, you know, the entry Amazon made yeah. into this market where they became very big, very fast. And I think not a lot of retailers um, were paying paying attention. So it's increasingly global. It works both ways. Yeah. Uh, seize the opportunity to sell into other markets, but watch with caution as others are selling uh, in, into this market as well. 100%. And if you or your clients have yet to apply for CanExport, um, if you're not aware of it, it's an incredible program for retailers right across the country. It's open yeah. now. Um, it's open all you know multiple times throughout the year, but again, to give you that advantage, again to get fifty cents on the dollar for your Google ad campaigns into yeah, different parts. And, of and you know, we we take so much of digital for granted. Yes. Um, and my guess is m most of your listeners probably don't know about this <laughs> program, and they should <laughs> or haven't applied. They really, really should. Um, but you know, in the old days, if a retailer wanted to sell into the United States, you know, how would you? How would people find out about your brand yeah. and your store? And you'd have you got to got a suitcase. You're driving down. You're flying down. You're driving down, and it's yeah. like almost like hand-to-hand -hand combat. And you're trying to yeah. strike up partnerships. And then, how do you even buy media? Which newspapers or magazines? How do you buy billboards? Really, really complicated. I mean, we take these things for granted, but you know, the difference between selling into Canada and selling into Canada and the United States in Google Ads is a checkbox. You target now. It, it can be far more complex than that, where you have different goals and creative and assortment, but it can be as easy as just like selecting um, a country. And then again, through like AI, we'll serve the ad to the customer most likely to buy, where you're, they're most likely to achieve the retailer's goals, you know, revenue, share, profits, regardless of what country they're in. So digital, you know, again, whether it's Google or other partners, it's never been easier to market internationally and to find, find success in these countries faster. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, I want to talk about the economy and, and people's concerns with prices going up and people, uh, their spending habits. Uh, what should retailers and brands be prepared for? What should they be aware of if they're, I, I'm sure they're aware of it already, but what, what are some ways they could be responding to that? Well, I think you're right. I mean, everyone's, um, you know, aware. I mean, as we, as we record this today, I think, um, look, lot, retailers are always nervous during this period because the stakes are so high. Uh, this is where retailers make the, you know, the bulk of their revenue, uh, the bulk of their profit. It's a really, really high pressure 
moment, even in the best of times. I, I think if you reflect on the headlines, the last few weeks, many retailers, especially US-based retailers, have reported lower than expected earnings, nervousness about um, you know, the holiday season, um, you know, int the interest rates uh, issues in this country are, are, are well known and that impacts uh, mortgages. Uh, rent, I read an article in the Globe today, I think rent increases um, you know, or 8% in this market, it's double, uh, you know, wage increases, uh, in this country. So more people have to put more of their money into rent, mortgage, grocery, uh, leaving less potentially for other things. And so all of these things are, are a cautionary tale, uh, for retailers. Um, at the same time, what we observe at Google, uh, retail searches are up. There's more people searching than ever. Uh, we see more people searching for discounts and coupons than a year ago. But we've also seen a 12 to 15% increase in luxury related searches. Uh, Taylor Swift tickets. Period. Right. So they it's really, really interesting. Uh, and it's this bifurcation of sort of the Canadian shopper. And I think there are some Canadians who, look, it's not a choice between a vacation or lots of expensive Christmas gifts. They're doing both vast minority of Canadians, but some aren't making any of those choices. And then there are others, right, very, very cost conscious, more conscious, cost conscious than ever. And they're switching from fresh vegetables to frozen vegetables and trying to save everywhere they can and trading down on brands and price and all sorts of things. And so you've got some Canadians that are on one side of the spectrum, some are on the other. Uh, and then I think you have like a large swath that's like squarely in the middle. And I think many of us as shoppers, we, we're not one or the other, it sort of depends. Uh, and it's it's why I mean it's an example I've used before. It's why you may see like a, a luxury car in the parking lot of a Nofros, uh, right? Because that shopper has made a decision, right? I you know I'm going to spend my money on a car, or I spent my money on a car, but I'm I'm going to save in other places. Uh, and so those those are the things that we observe. And so knowing all this, well, what should a retailer do? I think ideally you have an assortment um, you know, that appeals to a wide range uh, of Canadians. And so retailers with multiple banners that have you know, everyday low prices and maybe higher end products, and they sell both, uh, private label products that are cheaper, uh, really benefit because then the customer can decide. And they have sort of something for everyone. If we're more discount uh, conscious than ever before, then I think it places more onus on the retailers to have compelling offers, both uh, in absolute terms, but also relative, relative to what the other retailers are doing. So those promotions, um, you know, become more important. And, you know, as I sort of touched on earlier, it's, this is a very competitive industry. We heard one large retailer's country say, this is going to be the most competitive retail shopping period ever, right? We're competing for fewer dollars, right? And a very price-driven uh, shopper. And so, again, that creates anxiety and fear and pressure. It also creates an opportunity. In some ways, I think marketing's never been more important because marketing is what could tip, tip the scales uh, in your favor. And it's why AI has never been more important to help you, the limited budget, uh, help you find the people most likely to buy what it is that you sell. So in some ways, it's a very empowering time for marketers and for people on your call because there's, it, their role has never been more important. Uh, to drive like incremental sales and get Canadians um, to choose to choose them. Yeah. Right. Third, I think our, our data has shown really since the start of the pandemic, you know, 35 to 40 percent of Canadians will, would shop 
uh, at a new retailer, uh, a place they've never shopped before in order to find the right product. We're more open-minded than ever yeah. uh, to shop in different places. So on one hand, that could be pose a threat to loyalty. In another, it creates an opportunity for people to choose you that have never chosen you before. 65%, I believe, of the retail searches we see on Google are brand agnostic, right? They are, they are Canadians searching for something they want to buy, but they haven't selected the store. They're coming to Google because like, they don't know what to buy and where to buy it from and how to buy it. And so as a marketer, you have this unique ability to reach people who put up their hand and said, I want to buy something. I just don't know where. So it, it, again, it's, an, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pressure-filled moment for retailers, but it's empowering for the, the listeners you know, of your podcast, right, who have like more control than ever on these, these outcomes. Amazing. Um, do you want to talk about any of the specific products that Google has and, and kind of how they can be used this holiday season? Well, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like at a, at a high level, um, look, this, this is all, if you had me, well, you did have me on the podcast a, a few years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, some of what we may have talked about then, like, you know, product wise, right, there's search and there's YouTube, you know, to, yep. uh, you know, at a very, very high level. Uh, you know, machine learning and automation was a lot of the lingo, you know, that we would use there, which was like rule-based marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 2023 has been like the year of AI, right? 80% of retailers we work with are this year are leveraging at least one of our, you know, AI-powered products. And for us, and this is sort of the list that we would provide for the largest retailers that we work with, it starts with like predicting demand. Uh, and insights. So if I sell yoga pants, like how many yoga pants am I going to sell in August? And how many, how many more will I sell in September? And Google, you see a lot of stuff with searches and consumer intent. Help us predict what will sell during the holiday period. And so we have a very rich set of insights that we provide. It's retailer specific based on their site and their audience and their conversions, right? What they can expect during the holiday season. So we do a lot of work with retailers and provide a lot of tools on the insights and predictive nature of retailer. And that helps them, the retail, and it helps them predict right, how much inventory to buy, right down to like when to market and how much they can expect to sell, which is great. Uh, media planning has become like AI powered. The product, you know, the product name would be something called Pmax. Uh, and that is sort of like, again, set the goal and Google will show an ad, could be a search ad, a display ad, a video ad. Uh, we will choose where to place the ad based on your goal, uh, right? Very, very powerful, effective, efficient. Retailers who use this see 18% more conversions. So it's like adding a day of the week, right? It's like really, really effective. So it starts with insights. Pmax is sort of the automated media planning and targeting tool. Creative, I think, is increasingly powered by AI, right? The creative matters more than ever. How do you capture someone's like interest during the holiday period? Right through AI, you can like test different offers, test, test different creative, test hero images. You could always do this, but AI allows you to do it faster than before and increase your speed to market. And then lastly, um, help you automate all of this to sales. It's increasing, it's, it's particularly important for retailers with stores, right? Being able to predict which customer is going to buy online, who's going to buy in store. And so being able to automate that distribution of clicks and ads based, you know, optimizing to total sales is all AI powered, right? Three, four, five years ago, no retailers in Canada were doing this now. Most are if they have stores. So it's a really powerful sort of weapon in their arsenal, right? Again, to optimize to total sales powered by AI and taking advantage of their store network, right? Which is a really, really important competitive 
uh, edge for retailers with stores, right? Gives them a leg up on sort of those only, online only retailers. It's amazing. Um, collecting email addresses too, the, the in Gmail ads seem to be a great one. Google My Business, Google Local ads. Google Local, right? So another great example, right? Something like local inventory ads, um, right? Where you can sort of augment your ad and say, hey, I'm looking for these winter boots and you can buy them for a hundred bucks and click here. And, you know, if you go to local, you know, brown shoes, uh, which is 500 meters away from your location, you can just go to store. And some people want the convenience of online. Some people want the immediacy of a store or customer service or whatever it may be. And so giving people choice, that is another powerful differentiator for omni-channel retailers, right? Where customers can choose, meet the customer where they are, or they want to shop online or visit your store, give them the choice. Amazing. Eric, any closing thoughts, comments, advice that you want to leave? You, you've been a, a wealth of knowledge and ideas. Anything else you want to leave with listeners, viewers here? Um, look, I have a lot of I have a lot of admiration, um, you know, for retail, and I think many. If you again reflect on like the pandemic, uh, you know, the heroes of the industry, you know, so important, like to get our essentials and to keep our families happy and bring joy. Right, shopping. Look, online shopping. There's a large part of it that is very functional. I want something, uh, where can I get it the quickest and at the lowest price or closest to me? And it's like spear, spear fishing in some ways, but the truth is re retail brings a lot of joy to people's lives um, as well. So I have a lot of admiration for everyone who works in this industry. It is very, very competitive. The stakes have never been higher and they're very, very high as we record this today on, on Gray Thursday and we're, we're mere hours uh, away um, from Black Friday. Again, I'd stress like the importance of like agility, right? This is a rapidly um, changing consumer environment, competitive landscape, uh, being able to like um, analyze, right? In real time, you know, um, what consumers are doing, how your competitive landscape has changed and making decisions to act on it, using AI, right? Uh, you, know, you know, as an assist uh, to sort of supercharge your marketing. It's a competitive advantage when you use it. Uh, know your goals, set your goals, powered by AI, competitive advantage if you use it. You're at a competitive disadvantage um, if you don't. So we really encourage retailers to do all of those things. And many of them are, which is great uh, in Canada. So that's really, really good. Um, set like a clear goal. Be clear. Is it revenue? Is it profit? Is it e-commerce revenue? Is it uh, revenue both online and in store? But be very, very clear on what you want your marketing um, to do. Um, and, you know, there's this phrase I heard many years ago from an executive at the, the New York Times, work the puzzle together. Hmm. And it really stuck with me. And I think there's like two lenses to that. The one is like internal. And so for a retailer, like marketing can't do it alone. They need to work with their merchants. They need to work with like their finance team to set like the right guardrails on like investment and return and what has to be true to spend more or where, where do we want to pull back if we need to. But like an effective retailer is working that puzzle together where the executives are lock in step with the practitioners, finance is working with merchandising, is working with marketing, and we are working that puzzle together. And I think the analogy plays like with partners as well, especially in the digital world, it is very, very complex. The products marketers have a lot of choice. It's gotten in some ways harder to measure, not easier with the changing privacy landscape. Retailers can't do it alone. Um, right, they need to leverage like their partner network, right? Leverage Google, leverage Meta, leverage Pinterest, 
leverage all of your key partners. They know, we know our products really well. Um, they know their products really well. And a retailer knows like their customer uh, and their business really well. And, and working that puzzle together means like bringing the best of all of your partnerships so that you have like a complete picture of the landscape, what consumers are doing, competition's doing, how to get all these tools working for you so that you can make like the best decisions possible and win the holiday moment. It's amazing. Win that holiday moment. I love that. Eric, yeah. That's and, amazing. Yeah. And it is, it is a moment and it doesn't end with cyber five and, and cyber Monday. Uh, we are, we are pushing right through, uh, through the holiday season. Uh, retailers are, um, as well. And, uh, you know, these are some of our best partnerships, uh, in the country and we're, we're really, really excited, uh, to drive amazing results for them in the coming days and weeks ahead. Eric, I feel like you painted this picture today of, um, and we've all seen those videos of Black Friday stampedes, right? You know, they're all waiting outside. Yeah, yeah, the flash and, and they, yeah. they open the doors and they just trample them. I feel like Google is that lobby. There is all these hungry, excited people ready to purchase. They're excited. They're exuberant. So how can you be ready in Google's lobby to send them and steer them in the direction of your store? Yeah, it's it's um, it, it's a great analogy and. Um, Look, it's um, you are, you know, with search specifically, you are reaching people who have put up their hand and said, I'm interested in you. I'm interested in what you sell. I'm interested in what you and others sell. And it's never been easier to reach people who want to buy your products um, and uh, optimize towards sales, only pay for when you get results and measure the results that you're getting in real time. It's an incredibly powerful weapon um, and, uh, you know, key differentiator for retailers to, to win, you know, that, that holiday moment. And I'm just going to close with this one anecdotal story. I was, uh, winter season is coming here in, in Vancouver. And so I, there's a couple windows that I can't open because there's no screens on them. And so I went into Google, my business, like the, the Google maps, and I found a few I, and I messaged them with right within Google maps. You can do that. Yeah. And then I messaged back and forth with one, finally found one that responded and we, we, I got some window screens coming in. It's pretty exciting. So amazing. Amazing. Don't underestimate the power of, uh, Google maps and, and being engaged there and, and engaging with all the amazing features that are right within Google maps. Yeah. That's a, it's a great note to end on. Yeah. Eric, thanks again for being here. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's great seeing you again. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us this week on marketing news, Canada. We'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio. Thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.